0: You're listening to Hope for Today Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today.
1: yet could this be the same god of abraham the conqueror of israel this baby this fragile life is this child the one who burned his name in rapture across the gasping skies whose voice spoke the oceans into crashing rhythms who crafted the mountains into guardians of the firmament whose hand Ignited the thirst of the deserts and the warring surge of the elemental hosts, who breathed life from dust, broke the oppressor's rule, scattered the chains of his people like sand, and led them through the wilderness with a pillar of flame. Is this child the one whose presence billowed thunderous on Sinai's peak, who surrounded Job with a roaring wind, stood defiant? The raging furnace wrote judgment against tyrants and blazed on the lips of the prophets, scorching history's pages with the fury of his might. Could this be the same God who chose to come as the vulnerable King, setting his throne on straw? thunders through the heavens, yet whispers to our hearts, who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. He is God in the fury, God in the silence. He holds this mystery balanced in his hands, holds our questions till they lose their need, until all we see is him.
0: Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. Going to invite you to settle down. To settle down. No, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, that's. You know, it's a it's a, a privilege when you have um, guests in the place, and uh, all I could hear my um, is myself and the monitor. There we go. Can you guys hear me? Okay. All right. Well, let's get this. Uh, uh, Nativity story on the road. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the time that we have to be in this place and to look to your word. Lord, I thank you that as we read and as we look to your story of how you came to this world and how you changed the course of human history, the Lord, it speaks to us. It renews us. It even gets us excited for who you are and what you do through our life. We give you this time as we look to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Did you enjoy that time of worship this afternoon so far? Yeah. Thank you, DWS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> no, we, we, we like to clap. We like to clap. It's all good. It's all good. I'm going to invite you to turn to Luke chapter 2. And I know people have been asking me, so I want to get this part out of the way. Yes, we have hoodies. See? Woo! Yeah. Um, They came in really early. They weren't supposed to be here until late January. And there was about three boxes that showed up at my mom's place on Friday. And I was like, oh, our merchandise or swag wag is here. And and so today after the service, I'm going to try and, you know, preach and that in a record time. So that at the end, if anyone wants to purchase a a hoodie, we uh, have some. We have a limited quantity, but we do have some, and we have different methods of uh, payment, so that's something you can look forward to after. So if you enjoy the look, take a look after the service. And so is everyone in Luke chapter two? We are gonna have it on the screen uh, in just a moment. Do you remember the, the greatest gift that you've ever received? Do you remember that Christmas morning Maybe you're like me and you can remember, you know, not only that gift, but you can remember what the room looked like, perhaps even what you were wearing as you came and you looked under the tree for that gift. One of those gifts for me was a GT racer, you know, the GT racer that had Brett Hall plastered on the advertising and, you know, us us boys, you see that on the advertising of the box and you're just like, mom, mom, I want that GT racer. And I remember coming into the the living room and wow, I mean, the wrapping was huge. Surely, I thought, that has to be it. That has to be it. I ripped it open, I'm like, there it is. I was so excited, couldn't wait to go outside, but as it happens sometimes in this part of the world, there's no snow. So you had to wait for the snowfall. You ever had anything like that? You just couldn't wait to open that gift. You were so excited, and as you open that gift, it brings about all these different emotions and maybe even this change within you, an attitude of gratitude. You ever been there? I remember after I opened the gift, it just, you know, just overwhelming with, with thanks and in a way, praise. Thank you, thank you so much. This is very similar to the nativity story, the occasion for Christ's birth, that when Jesus arrives on the scene, the angels come and proclaim to the shepherds, the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah, is here. And there was a great procession of angels shouting glory to God in the highest heaven and favor to all people. Think about that. Imagine the shift that occurred when the shepherds heard the angels, that multitude. And so let's look to this story for a moment. It says in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you, you will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, there was a multitude of a heavenly host with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to the people he favors. And when the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in the manger. And after seeing them, they report the message that they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Just imagine this scene. These shepherds are out in the fields. We believe fairly close to the city because it's understood that they would be tending the flock that more than likely were being used in the temples for sacrifices. And they had to be nearby. But they're working all these hours tirelessly. And they're outside. So more than likely, it's probably not winter time. Although we've come accustomed that it's freezing cold like now, more than likely it wasn't December. It was probably more spring. But anyways, they're out there. They're, the sheep are grazing. They're tending to the sheep. The ones even that people despise these shepherds because they're never in the temple. So they're kind of outcasts. And then the angels appear. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to the people he favors. Just imagine what it was like for these shepherds that the angels are appearing to them and not at the palace. Just imagine how that impacted them. If you were there tending sheep, I don't know, DW, if you could ever think about what it's like to tend sheep. Just imagine what it'd be like. Whoa, check it out. A multitude of angels. (laughs) I try to wrap my head around this, even just close my eyes to visualize what this looks like. And it's almost unfathomable because each one of us has an angel in heaven, the Bible says. That our guardian angels are always before the face of our Heavenly Father. So think about that. Multitudes, thousands upon thousands, millions, billions. So these angels appear. And they tell these shepherds this good news that today in the city of David, the Savior that you've been waiting for has been born. And imagine that this announcement is coming to them. Again, it's not going to the king, but it's coming to these lowly shepherds. And I couldn't help but think, in reading this story of the worship song that we've been singing recently, God really loves us. To show up and to show up and show off in many respects in front of the angels this tremendous scene, they could sense the love of their father. I want to encourage us this afternoon as we continue to look at this story that this nativity should proclaim to us that God really loves us. He's shouting it from the mountaintops, if you will. I love you and my favor is with you. And so, at Christmas, we look at it, there's all these different emotions that come along with it, and we've touched on that. But in some respects, something that we don't normally think about is revival. Have you ever thought that Christmas time could be a moment of revival? To be renewed in your thought life, re- renew the spiritual condition of your heart to desire all things of the kingdom of God. When the angels appeared and said the glory of God shone around them, this would have been a revival. They were being renewed in their spiritual fervor because now in their lifetime, the Savior had appeared. The greatest gift anyone, let alone us, could have ever receive was here. And so a walking way point as we look further into this passage is this. It's time to get excited for Jesus. It's time to get excited. You know, sometimes, and I appreciate worship leaders, even DW this, this afternoon encouraging us, like, come on, are you, are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? And sometimes it's like, yeah! <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, I, and I like to kind of poke fun at myself thinking, like, man, could you just imagine, when you, when you can just comprehend that the God, of the universe, who created everything, moved and was a shaker for us. He changed the course of human history. He saved us. When you think of everything that he's done, that maybe we might respond with a little bit greater enthusiasm. Maybe some of the angels saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace to those he favors. There's this renewal, this revival that takes place as we look to, to the nativity. And I, like you, I'm humbled in this because there's many times, maybe I check myself at the door. Maybe there's many times I'll just kind of sit back and go through the motions. But Christmas is an opportunity to remember what we have in Jesus. We're told in Titus three verse five it says this, that he saved us, not by works of righteousness that he had done, but according to his mercy through the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Second Timothy verse one and nine, he saved us and he called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own good purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Think about that. Before time began, he had you and I in mind and the shepherds in the fields that Jesus would appear at that moment in history to change the world. And in verse 10 it says this has now been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So I couldn't help but get excited in reading those passages that when we lean into the word of God that speaks of who God is and how he's working through our lives in the course of human history that in his presence there's revival. Like D.W. was sharing exclaiming that because of his relationship with Jesus, tapping into that presence, if you will, his life was never the same. He believed and trusted, even with the diagnosis, that God was going to work through the diagnosis for his good. There's something that happens when we lean into his presence, revival occurs or renewed. And so some people like titles, and here's a title for you. Joy, Unspeakable Joy... My faith is not misplaced. Joy, unspeakable joy. My faith is not misplaced. Here you see the shepherds. They've been waiting for a long, long time. Very similar to movies on the big screen, right? Long ago in a far-off galaxy. Well, they've been waiting a really long time. And then finally, there's the sign. The angels say to the shepherds, you will see in Bethlehem a child. Wrapped in cloth, laying in a manger. So let's just look very quickly at a few of really important takeaways as we look at this story passage. Number one is this: to seize the opportunity to see the glory of God reflected in your life. We see here that the, the shepherds, after the as amazing as this multitude of angels appear, they say right away, in verse 15, it says, "Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what happens." Let's go straight away and see what has happened. Just imagine if we wouldn't diddle-daddle, if you will. And just reach into the story and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you not only appeared, but you desire to to appear in my life, to reveal yourself, the glory of who you are in and through my life. Here the shepherds hurried to see what the shepherds had proclaimed to them and they weren't afraid. I don't know about you, but when a multitude of angels appear... That changes things. And yet they didn't waste any time. Now, what I found very interesting about this proclamation of the angels, I had to look around a little bit. In Deuteronomy chapter 20, it was customary that before the Israelites would go into battle, the Lord told Moses in, in chapter uh, verse 10, he was instructed by the Lord that when they go into a city, they were to send a messenger of peace. And if they received the envoy, then they were not to lay siege to that city. It was a customary practice. So here, in many respects, God who doesn't act against his law, his own covenant, he's sending an angelic envoy, if you will, to say, I am here and I'm bringing peace. I'm not here to wage war against you. I'm not here to pour out my wrath upon you. That comes later. I'm, (laughs) I'm here to bring you Peace. And so the angels are this this envoy of peace. And again, the that the shepherds did not hesitate to go see this bearer of peace. And so they traveled. It would have been a, a decent distance from where they were to Bethlehem, not a little hop, skip, and a jump. And so by the time they arrived, they would have seen you know, Mary and Joseph and child and joined time together and seeing this proclamation ring true. Back in the day in New York City or other cities in the world, when there was news happening, you would hear maybe a, a paper boy or maybe a paper girl, I don't know, would be shouting, extra, extra, read all about it. You ever see that in movies or shows or maybe in your generation here? Anyone remember that? (laughs) People on the street corners? All right, cool. Well, in a similar sense, the angels were proclaiming, like those paper boys, that the peace of God, the Prince of Peace, is here. In a similar fashion, the shepherds, not only after they went and saw the baby laying in the manger, it says that they reported everything that they heard. They reported everything that they saw and everything that they heard. It was it was something that they weren't keeping unto themselves. It was this opportunity to share the glory that they had witnessed for themselves. And this is something that really spoke to my heart that many times we hold on so tightly to the relationship that we have. We soak it up like a sponge. We drink from the Kool-Aid, a good Kool-Aid, if you will, but we want to keep it to ourselves. And in many respects, this is why we have hoodies to create an opportunity of conversation to share why you believe and who you believe in, that Jesus is our hope for today. And so the shepherds, they didn't delay. It says they told everyone, and the people who heard their message were also amazed. And in verse 20, it says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard which were just as they had been told. You have to love they didn't keep it to themselves. I wrote here in my notes, faith beckons us to seek out the things of God, to live on the edge, willing to step out and share what we've received. Sometimes even at Christmas, it's becoming a little more common for being uncomfortable at times, to share our faith. Because in many ways, we get censored at street corners. It's not popular anymore. The Christmas message is downplayed. And yet, like the shepherds, we can go and we can be bold and and sharing what we've received. Because like these shepherds, point number two is this, we are heirs of a great promise. Were heirs of a great promise. Check out Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. It says, For through faith you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. For those of you who are baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek slave or free, male and female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. And so when the angels proclaimed it to the shepherds, saying, We proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people, it's not only for the people of Israel, it includes us. It includes all that we share the good news with. Didn't the Apostle Paul once say that who, how are they going to believe unless someone tells them? How are they going to hear unless you share? In many respects, the shepherds were living out the Great Commission. They received, they saw, and witnessed the glory of God, and they went and told others what they had seen and experienced for themselves. Amen. Oh, sure. Sure, Sue. What do you want to say? yeah just like the shepherds so she was saying probably couldn't hear it. we don't have the uh, microphone but in uh, First John we're told that we've received the same anointing from the Holy Spirit right that we can receive revelation from the Lord and speak with boldness as he gives utterance and so we can go and we can share no matter who we're talking with we can share and have boldness like the shepherds but what's really neat about the shepherds in that time is they didn't have the Holy Spirit and yet they went and shared anyway. There was this boldness because of the glory that they had seen. And so that was my next point. As us with shares of Promise, you and I have a part of the gift that no one else at this point in time had ever had was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That you and I, because of the Holy Spirit, we have this, this bubbling up, the Bible says, this life-giving water that enables us to share the good news. Just like the paper boy on the street, extra, extra, read all about. It. let me tell you what Jesus has done in my life. Thank you, Sue, for sharing that. We're told in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. It's time to get excited. It's time to get excited. It's time to glorify and praise Jesus like the shepherds in this story. Again, in verse 20, it says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been Told. What are the things that Jesus has worked in your life? What are the things that He's brought you through? The Bible says He came to destroy the works of the devil. Just think about what some of those works are those deceptive thoughts, those emotions. The remedy of all life, I believe, that we all can remember and recall this Christmas season is that the remedy, no matter what situation we face, the remedy is in Jesus Christ. He renews our faith. He renews our perspective and our resolve to share, like these shepherds. Point number three, to go tell it on The mountain. When's the last time you shared your testimony with somebody? You know, the other day I was out shopping as, you know, we all are, you know, in the habit of doing this time of the year. And you're busy. And yet, I'm always encouraged that there's always an opportunity. It's actually quite amazing that when you're open to it and you're receptive, saying, Holy Spirit, would you speak through me? Would you use me? to encourage somebody, to, to witness to someone, he's going to open that opportunity when you pray that prayer. And then when you walk into it, you're giving this opportunity. He's, the Bible says that we're his ambassadors, drawing others to Jesus. Think about that. Because you're a new creation, it's this ripple effect that as you share, as this life bubbles up, it rubs off onto others. They witness and they see the glory like the shepherds saw the glory of the angels. The fact that you've been with Jesus. There's a song about it, I think, bro. I think there's a really popular song, you know, spending time with Jesus. As we're in his presence, as we're, as we're praying, as we're worshiping him, he not only changes us and renews us, but he, as Sue was saying, empowers us to minister to others. And so this Christmas season keeping this very brief, very short, is that we can be encouraged by this encounter. Not only angels show up and declare that, hey, today the baby, the Savior of the world has been born. And it's a, a tremendous, tremendous glory that, that God has done this, but you are favored people. And the angels, the, sorry, the shepherds take this message and they take it with them to everyone they could possibly talk with. And they share this good news. This is what we also have that Good news of salvation, of relationship. And so I want to uh, encourage you guys this afternoon to think of opportunities to share. Even when it's not easy, even when it may be difficult, but we have much to be thankful for. Just like the psalm we say at the beginning there's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joyful moments, too, that we can share. It's not just the, the nitty-gritty that he brings us through, but just the joy that the Lord gives you. And that's something that many times the world can't understand. And so the Bible says the joy set before him, that Christ endured the scorn of the cross for our benefit. He endured it, joy for knowing of what he was accomplishing, that salvation of our very souls. And so Jesus, at the end of the day, he had to be born into this world, he fulfilled prophecy, he had to live, but he also had to die. And this is something that we can be thankful for, we can be reflective of this Christmas season, but we're not meant to stay in a place of dread when we consider this story. And so in just a few moments, I'm going to invite um, the Crutchfields to to come up and to sing a special song uh, that I believe is fitting, talking about how this account, this event, this occasion for Christ's birth is truly set apart. It's truly set apart and how it not only happened so many thousands of years ago, reaches through to today. That in Christ, you and I have been set apart in our relationship with him. And that we can enjoy his presence together. Amen? And so as uh, the Crutchfields get ready, I'm going to encourage you just to go ahead and you know, maybe stretch your legs a little bit. It's going to take us just a few moments to um, get set up. Um, and we'll just be having you guys uh, sing in just a few moments.
2: And its splendor fills up the sky It's the same that appeared and the wise men revered When hope was born this night Out upon the snowy fields There's a silent peace that yields And it echoes the grace of our Savior's embrace When hope was born this night Glory to God in the highest
3: Peace on earth, good will to all men Let all of the world sing the chorus of joy Because hope was born this
2: night There are angels in this place And my heart resounds praise like a shepherd so scared i'll rejoice and declare that hope was born this night there are angels in this place and my heart resounds with praise like a shepherd so scared i'll rejoice and declare that hope was born this night Glory to God in the highest
3: Peace on earth, goodwill to all men To let all of the world sing the chorus of joy Because it was born this night Gloria. Gloria.
4: Would you stand with us this morning or today? I keep saying the morning, but it's so good to be with you folks here tonight. And uh, I would just ask that you would be in prayer for what God is doing in our lives as we continue to pray with you uh, and what God is doing in the church of hope for today. So would you stand and we would just like to uh, pray in agreements uh, today. Gracious, loving, and heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the hope the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And God, as we learn from your word today, God, that you are here with us, that you are here through your spirit to guide us. And God, as we walk through this world, may we share our testimony that God, you bring hope to this world through Jesus Christ for the ultimate sacrifice that he made on the cross for our sins. God, we love you. And we praise you. And all
0: of God's people said, amen. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Thank you, Crutchfield family. Man, that sounded incredible. Maybe almost like the multitudes of angels. Maybe, right? (laughs) That was amazing. I think you guys are even better. Better than before better than before thank you so much for that special music it's fitting because I want to invite you to take communion with us uh, this afternoon and so if you have your emblems with you the Apostle Paul said on the night that Jesus was betrayed that he broke bread and after he gave thanks he said this is my body which is broken for you Do this in remembrance of me. In a similar way, after dinner, taking a cup of wine, he said that this cup symbolizes my blood of the new covenant, which has been shed for you. And so I want to invite you to take these emblems and to reflect, as D.W. had so well said, of all that he has done on our behalf, that through his blood, that we not only have forgiveness, but we've been adopted into the family of God as his children, the greatest gift we could ever receive. Let's take those emblems together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you that this side of the nativity and especially this side of the cross and the resurrection. Lord, we thank you that we understand why you came and the victory that you accomplished on the cross for all of us. Lord, thank you as the angels proclaim the favor for all people who look to you. Lord, as your word says that all who have faith in you, the way, the truth, and the life, will not come under punishment or judgment, but have passed from death to life. Thank you, Lord, that we have passed from death to life. In your name, Jesus, because of that holy night, the course of human history was changed forever, and that you fulfilled what was promised, that we can now enjoy the adoption as children into your family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask for each person here this afternoon and in this Christmas season. Father, as you continue to approach your spirit and to encourage us and to motivate us in how we share your message. But God, also you would remind us from the heart that we would be truly thankful of all that you've accomplished in our life. Thank you for that forgiveness thank you, Lord, that we've been made right with you, and we can now live an empowered life as your living ambassadors, proclaiming your goodness. We believe and confess all this in your loving name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's kind of fitting, isn't it neat to take communion at the close to a service together, even at Christmas time, It's not just for Easter. Actually, Jesus says, whenever you meet together, <laughs> to take communion. And so I want to thank you for being here this afternoon as our virtual worship team continues to play uh, in the background. Um, but I'm so glad you're all uh, here this afternoon. Feel free to mingle, say hi to one another, and we're going to open up the welcome table for those of you interested in, in hoodies. And I promise you, if they go... For-